Hey, you're listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and this is episode 43. And today we are going to be talking about the topic of diversity. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on this episode. It's a big topic and actually it came out of a response, an email that we had received from Amy. Amy C, this was your email. This was your question. And so just to frame up our episode, I'm just going to read it off the top of the bat and then we're going to get Shu and Bernard who are here. What's up? Yo, yo. We're going to be responding to it in different ways and to see how we can be approaching this conversation on diversity. So Amy writes, Hey, just listened to an episode of your podcast for the first time sent by a friend. I was born and raised in Toronto. My parents are Chinese Trinidadian immigrants. I tend what would be considered a multi-ethnic, but realistic predominantly and historically white church. Recently, the pastor was speaking on raising mission-minded children. By the way, you know, we're a missional podcast, so this fits quite well in. Anyways, she continues. And one of the comments from the pulpit was that missions-minded children know how to use chopsticks. This made me cringe because the assumption is that A, missionaries are white, and B, the audience is white. I find it so crazy that so-called multi-ethnic churches are still having this quote-unquote diversity conversation. I don't walk around the city just thinking, what a diverse city. It just is. So why do we talk so much about it in church? Uh, I have always resisted attending an ethnic church, given that I identify more with my Canadian culture more than Chinese. Anyways, it gets so complicated, but interesting that you guys are tackling it head on. Thank you, Amy, so much for sending this email to us and getting us thinking about this topic, because it is a very interesting topic. So Shu and Bernard, off the top of the bat, how would you respond to Amy? If she was talking to you in person, what would you say? So my first question is, kind of chopsticks were, was the the, the pastor talking about? Was it the round tip one that the Chinese people use? The metal one, the skinny ones. Or the the sharp ones that the the, the Japanese people use? Or is it those metal ones that, I I love the metal ones. You love the metal ones? I get get cramps using it. I I love them. My hand is not designed for those. I need like, you know, I think I like them more than my my Korean family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the first thing I would say, (laughs) well, one, okay, I I get probably what that pastor was talking about. And yeah, like he's probably saying the world is globalizing. There's a lot of Asian people, so you're going to have to use chopsticks. So in a sense, it's like, you better be prepared to be able to use chopsticks. And probably Is that offensive, though? (laughs) I I could see how it is, but I could also see how, like, if he just framed it in in a better way, it's like... You know, for those of us who are, don't get out much or, you know, if you want to say, if those, those white people in our congregation who don't know how to use chopsticks yet, better time to get going. But that's on point. But how, how are your kids' chopstick skills? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. They're not getting that, there. Not that good. Mine getting there. That's good. Mine, mine Anyways, shoot. 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 That's good. It's a, I can't help fair. it. I'm stuck very there, fair. man. Very that's fair. Uh, that's true. But yeah, I, I get what he's talking about. But, and I, I think her, her contention is like, wait, why are, 
Like, why does it first sound like, you know, your assumption is you're talking to the Caucasian people in this congregation. And then, but then she's also saying an interesting thing. It's like, what a diverse city. You know, why do we still need to talk about this when we, right. I walk around and it's everything, the whole city is diverse. But, you know, something I would respond to that is that not everyone like lives out a diverse, in a, in a, lives out in a kind of intercultural way yeah. in our city. Sure. If anything, I think in, in Canada, uh, we're still living in, in just pockets of our ethnicities a lot of times. It, we, we may see everyone in, in classes or, or the, the, in, the public institutions that look more multicultural, but when they go back home, it's usually back to their right. you know, ethnic or, or immigrant group. That's a really in interesting point. And I'm thinking a little bit about the ways in which we are shaped and the ways our perspectives are formed too. I mean, if you grew up in Toronto, you, you would be in the most multicultural and diverse city in the world. And yet, if you go an hour out of Toronto and into <laughs> small town Ontario, generally it's not that diverse. And I have friends, like when I grew up in Ottawa, even though Ottawa is a little bit more diverse, it's not as diverse as Toronto, there are some of my high school friends, and I still get a chance to keep in touch with them. But for them, they are f- like they have been raised in a way that they haven't lived out kind of a like an intercultural or multicultural diverse communities. It's like they haven't lived in diverse multicultural communities. They've been raised, and that's pretty much their main perspective. And it's not that they're not open to different things. However, it, it does show how they have formed their, their understanding and perspectives on some. So if you've been formed in that way, then perhaps it is a brand new conversation. But we say like Toronto is a diverse city and it's true, but yet you can still remain monocultural within a diverse city. Yes. Yes. I think that's kind of the uniqueness about Toronto. Like we're not like a melting pot. Like you can choose to blend the cultures, which we have seen. You can also choose to stay within your culture. Mm-hmm. That's why there are pockets where, like, yeah, like you don't need English. You don't need to know like the common language of English to kind of be in a certain place. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm Chinese. I've I've met many Chinese people who like like they remain within their own community, they work within the Chinese sector. Sure. You know, have relationship, eat Chinese food. Like it's just it's part of their own narrative, and they, but they don't have to fully embrace the diversity right right you can you can live here and die here and still speak chinese yeah yeah not needing to learn english and that's like and that's fine and that's absolutely fine and i'm thinking about a family who might immigrate over and just only stick to you know the the people that speak their own language and those communities that you know are kind of formed in that way and you know, that's the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Even so as, you know, as the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and we sometimes speak into the immigrant church, but like even church is formed in that way where it's monocultural or monoethnic and there's, it doesn't break out of that. Like I wonder if one of the things that, and I, I don't know who this pastor is and whatnot or she, but I wonder if like this raising mission-minded children and instead of using chopsticks, it's just like be exploratory in the food. I yeah. wonder if that's like a better way to approach yeah. it. Because I think sure. like using chopsticks doesn't equate you are able to be missional. <laughs> <laughs> but if their palates have experienced different kinds of food, different spices, different methods of cooking, like that's actually 
I, I think part of the missional narrative of, of sharing and dining at tables and and learning to engage in, in that kind of recipients of hospitality and whatnot. Right. Yeah, and I like that more as a diverse kind of uh, example because you know when Amy is saying here, I've always resisted attending an ethnic church because I and she said specifically given that I identify more with my Canadian culture than with Chinese. You know, we and I know we're going to get another podcast to talk about this, but it's like, what is Canadian culture? Right. It's just like, what is, what is like, and then is, are you talk about being westernized, or you talk about being like white North American kind of, you know, what are we defining here? So she clearly feels more comfortable in that side of her, I, you know, I'm assuming she's bicultural, that identity, but it's just like, but what does the Chinese side have to do with your life? You know, sure. and what does it have to do in the church? Yeah. Or is it the church is basically a westernized church that has multi-ethnic people in it? Right. And that's mm. its its own culture in itself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this raises the question, should a church or should the church talk about diversity? Is it a topic that needs to be discussed and worked through? And perhaps if it's not in ways that produce cringeworthy statements about chopsticks, what are some ways which we can actually unpack and understand diversity and be more aware of things? Be more woke, if that's what the kids are saying today. (laughs) Woke. Uh, But, you know, you raised a good point. I think, Shu, you were saying that it's important to recognize the culture we're in already and what we understand as Canadian culture and what we are like hoping for, or, you know, like we're heading in that direction. But, you know, is there a place to talk about it? Is it worthwhile to talk about it in the church? And how can we engage in that conversation? I don't think we need to talk about diversity. Okay. I think when we think about diversity, we just, we're acknowledging the differences. But I think when I'm kind of reading what Amy's trying to say is, if we kind of pull it back a little bit, like as the church, we're not trying to address the differences. I think when we look at the differences, God's invited us to be looking at it with a missiological frame. Like, we, we want to understand, like, like all the early missionaries were cross-cultural. And I'm not even talking about, like, the colonial missionaries, whatever. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, just looking back at the Book of Acts. When people were going out, when, when Paul was addressing this question, like, yeah, you the know, Gentiles. Like, like, how he had, how they had wrestled with it. Like, in Acts 15, they talked about you know, like, oh, you should abstain from eating the food uh, that's committed to idols. But here, and Paul's saying, like, it's, it's, it's okay. Like, you're not bound by this, right? Like, there there are, like, this diverse way of experiencing. But all of those have to do with the church on a mission. And I think, like, when we talk about it, it's not just like, oh, just be be realizing that the world's different than us. But I think, like, there's a purpose behind, like, why why are you getting to know the differences? Why are we seeing like, you know, the the the, the cultures that are that are unique? And do we see the beauty in that difference? And do we see the redemptive things that 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 God is unfolding? Mm. Like I would push on the the more miss- missiological way of looking at it sure. instead of like just the, maybe our traditional way of diversity. Mm. Yeah, like I don't like the concept of diversity as a a profiling thing where it's like we're shooting for diversity because we should, because Jesus says we and and I think <laughs> I think of something, you know, some if you take a a, a missions-minded missiological framework and you take it to the eschatology, to the 
end time where some people have interpreted, uh, you know, the verse where it's like when all, all the nations, all yeah, when all nations got all tongues and then, then Christ will come again. Kind right. Of thing. I'm like, mm, I don't think that's the correct interpretation of that. Like, it's like, th- we'll do this. We'll get all the, the different nations in here. Then Jesus will come back. Like we, we have, we have the power to unlock this. <laughs> like we can force it to happen. Yeah. Like <laughs> some people talk about it that way. And I've always found that fascinating, but it's not about let's get it diverse. Then, you know, the, the end goal, then Jesus will come back and make all things right. You know, right. what not like theologically, I would like, we have to get deeper into that, have more depth than that. It's not about having diversity. It's actually like Bernard's saying the, what is our mission? And it, 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 I think what Jesus did come to do is to go beyond, you know, the borders, the uh, the fences of, of just being a Jew, and then how do you include the rest of the world within that? That was part of God's plan, sure, all of all along. So, but yet God might be placing us in a certain time in a certain situation, such as this, and I think that's why even Canadian immigrant churches still exist. Yeah, that we're in a liminal space that it, it doesn't won't always have to be like this and only looks like only, you know, Chinese people in this church or only Korean people in this church or whatnot, but it's just the space that we're in and we're being faithful to that and also to be open to all, how we, how we to engage interculturally. Mm. Intercultural for me is a better word than diverse or right. even multicultural at times. You know what? I think as I'm thinking about this question and especially on the topic of diversity, I wonder if it would be helpful to talk about it under the missiological perspective. And perhaps it is a challenge for those who are resistant for like resistant from stepping out in that way or living in that way. And to be thinking more about, you know, how do we, you know, cross those boundaries? How do we engage with others in that way? And it's not for the sake of diversity, but it's about encouraging others to see how God is working and who God might be calling you to and to be able to reach someone else in that way. And so, and once again, we don't know who this pastor is that Amy is referring to, and we can't speculate on his intentions. What I'm wondering about is, is was it in the form of a challenge in which to disrupt a bit in terms of the way some people were living, in the ways in which they were used to thinking about mission, in the way in which they were not even considering those who they may be living next to in this very multicultural or intercultural or diverse city. And it could be that push to be like, okay, you know, like how can we best learn and engage in a different way so that we can be better witnesses and we can be a better faithful presence to those we live with and we live around. Perhaps it's kind of just being more aware of it and sensitive to it and understanding of it and perhaps that could be a good challenge or one way in which we could talk about diversity. All right, as we wrap up today's episode, what are your final thoughts on Amy's questions and how you would respond to it in terms of living missionally and engaging in this way? So I don't know the the, the total nuance, the background of, of where this pastor or, or what was being said totally, but you know, I'm trying to give the guy the benefit of the doubt like, so if a white pastor is trying to take a baby step to engage the Chinese neighbors around him, and he's just encouraging his congregation to do likewise by raising up missional, mission-minded children to use chopsticks, probably not the best way to say it, but 
you know, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's that's his baby step. He's trying. Yeah, he's trying. Mm-hmm. So a, ch- a church in that context, which I do not know the context, might still need to take that baby step and need to encourage the people in that. So yeah, I think maybe still talk about that. Talking about it in church is important, but maybe nuanced better would probably be you know a better way to approach it. But yeah, that's just I'm trying to be generous to, yes. to the dude here. Yes. I've just been kind of wrestling with the word diverse and diversity. And I think we often reduce diversity to ethnicities. Mm. Whereas if you break down the cultures in a city, it's not just the ethnic cultures. There is different layers of cultures and different subcultures. And I was just kind of, I don't know, like I think not necessarily talking about a diverse ethnic culture and an ethnic, like diverse ethnic city. But actually, like, with our missional lens, like, how do we articulate and contextualize the cultures that are around us? Sure. And I think that may be, like, a better way of framing it, a better way of understanding, like, why these kind of conversations are important. And perhaps, yes, like, there might be some mindfulness and carefulness with the kind of languages that we use. It will still kind of have to be framed around that way, I think, with a missiological lens. Sure. Would you be able to offer any example of how to best contextualize, you know, that missional conviction? For us, which, you know, we are part of a local church focused on a particular neighborhood. And part of that is just like, like how well we know the community in the yeah. neighborhood. And I, like, I don't know where this church is. Maybe it, it is a church like up in Markham, Richmond Hill, where there are tons of Chinese people. Right. And the best Chinese food are there. Right? <laughs> and there is True. kind of that contextualization of the specific um, missional spaces that God has invited us to. Mm. Um, And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be ethnic. Like it's not just that kind of culture. Um, There's other cultures, there's family cultures, there's like suburbs that are filled with families. Yeah, for sure. Um, Or like singles or singles, like where my neighborhood used to be called the young and eligible, which is no longer (laughs) true, but just like, like being aware and being like well-versed in exegeting culture. Hmm. Because it is true, we do live in a diverse city. But if we live in a diverse city, but we don't know how to contextualize it, then it's just, yeah, it's cool. Like, we have a lot of stuff. Mm. But what does that mean for the calling and the role for the church, for the local church? Oh, man. That is something worth chewing on and continuing to wrestle through in the context of whatever community, whatever church you are part of. Because it's about how do we engage and how do we live out faithfully? And how do we be that presence? And, you know, maybe learning to use chopsticks or maybe even asking someone to teach you chopsticks is one way of engagement. But mm-hmm. it's not the be-all and end-all. And crossing ethnic boundaries is not necessarily the be-all and end-all of mission because we want to be that faithful presence. We want to share life together. We want to engage in our communities for the sake of the kingdom. And how can we best do that? Yeah, I, lo- I love what, what B said. I don't know if he said it before but or offline but that another way to even say that the pastor could have said it we teach mission-minded children how to be open to different food to the the different food that that's around the area for the and like i get he's trying to be incarnational in that mission-minded approach but like would we just be open to where god who god is calling us to engage Mm -hmm. and that's that's probably a bit more open way yeah to say that sure it's it's like that little bit of Stretching in this way perhaps opens something in a different way, which is great. All right. That has been our episode. It's a shorter episode, but 
hey, we're so glad that you joined us on this conversation on diversity. And we're going to focus another episode on the topic of multiculturalism in the church. And we're going to do that later on. So be on the watch for that. But we're so glad you spent some time to jump into this topic with us. If you have any thoughts or if you want to continue to follow up on this, we'd love to hear from you. Connect to us through Facebook, Twitter, email, or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on diversity? And if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate and review and subscribe to our podcast so that we can get this conversation more out there and share it with your friends. Just one last thing. If you want to learn how to use chopsticks, M&M's. Like M&M meat shop? No, M&M, <laughs> M&M to chocolate. That's how I learned. Oh. Because I wanted to eat it so much, I just had to do it. Oh, my mom taught me that like, if you want to be an expert at it, you should put clear marbles in a bowl of water. Oh, man. And try to pick up the marbles. And I was just like, but the incentive no. is you don't get to eat it. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we just watched Karate Kid and it's just grabbed the, the flies. Yes, or, yes. No? no wax on, no, no wax, wax off. On. Okay. <laughs> Once again, you've been listening to Canadian Asian Missional Podcast. And we hope you'll join us on this journey. See you next time.